0: Have you ever wondered what the top insurance agents are doing to grow their book of business exponentially each and every month? I've personally grown my own agency to multiple locations and dozens of agents over the past 20 years, learning from the industry's leading experts and applying what they've taught me to my own agency. And now I've invited these same experts to share their industry leading secrets with you. My name is Jim Schubert and welcome to Agents Growth Academy. I'm about to show you how to run a successful remote insurance agency right now. For the past couple of years, 50% of our insurance agency staff have been working full time remote and 75% are working at least part of the time remotely. Now that geography is less of a factor, we've been able to hire good talent easier than ever before and keep good people around for longer. Plus, We've seen an increase in productivity rather than a decrease, but it wasn't an easy journey to get there. That's why I'm gonna show you everything you need to know about running a successful remote insurance agency so you can allow your own staff to work from anywhere. Step one, choose your remote technology platform. Are you going to have company issued laptops or desktops, or is it going to be BYOC? Bring your own computer. These are things you've got to figure out before you even allow folks to work remotely. If you're not set up already for this, think about it. Are you going to use remote software like go to my PC, or are you going to use something called a virtual desktop infrastructure or VDI? from something like Amazon Web Services. We currently use PC. We are evaluating VDIs just because we've got computers that are sitting in our office with everybody remoting into them and it does take up bandwidth. And there are computers that we are going to have to have repaired as they get older. So going to a VDI or virtual desktop infrastructure, you've got a server basically that is offsite that's in the cloud that people are remoting into and you have no computers that you're going to have to repair. So these are things you've got to think about before you even let people work remotely. And also you've got to figure out if you're going to give folks computers, how are you going to hold them responsible? and accountable for treating those computers well. Well, that brings us to step number 2, which is you need to create a remote work agreement. Now, it's similar to an employment agreement or maybe an employee handbook, but it specifically addresses the common remote work scenarios that are going to help protect your business and your company data. I would highly encourage you to watch a video that I made on YouTube called how to make working from home actually work for your company because it does address some of the things that I'm going to talk about here and more. But some of the things you've got to address in this remote working agreement include policies and procedures, So these are going to be all the normal rules that still apply to remote workers like when you're supposed to show up for work and how PTO works or asking for vacation or taking breaks or whatever it is. These are all the normal rules that still apply, but you need to address that and let them know that those rules still apply. You also need to address eligibility, who is eligible to work remotely. You need to address productivity and your expectations around that. What happens if the power goes out at their house? Are they gonna be responsible for taking PTO or are you just gonna kinda let it slide? You've gotta figure this out ahead of time so that you don't end up having arguments with remote employees when it's too late, basically. You also got to address safety equipment and security. Now, yeah, I'm talking about employees, and I'll talk about more about that in a second, but I'm talking about safety of your company information, your company's equipment, and the security around that. Right? We've heard just crazy stories about people losing information for the company or allowing it to be hacked or it accidentally being hacked because they clicked on an email they weren't supposed to, whatever it is, you've got to address your expectations around that. You've also got to address maintaining clean, safe work environment for your remote employee. Now, you might be thinking, well, who cares? They're working from home. Their environment is their environment. Yes, but they're still on your workers' compensation policy. You've got to make sure, just like you would any other employee who's working in your office, that they have an ergonomic setup. They've got things set up that are going to reduce the risk of them being injured while they're at work, even though they're working from home. You've also got to address, like I said, the security of your company data. Are they going to bring their own computer or are you providing it to them? This makes a difference when it comes to how that protection of your company data is going to happen. You also want to address minimum system requirements. Certainly if you're providing them a computer that might not be as big of a deal, but if they have their own computer they're bringing to the deal, you have to address ahead of time the minimum system requirements. So they're gonna be on Zoom calls, right? They're gonna be using voice over internet phone, which may be built into the software of their computer. And they need to have a computer that's fast enough to handle the things that you all use on a day-to-day basis. You've also got to think about The fact that, yeah, they're gonna be on Zoom calls and internet is also a minimum system requirement. And that's one thing that you cannot provide for them. You've got to make sure that they have the appropriate bandwidth and whatever other requirements that are associated with their internet. Only you can figure that out, but. I have done you a favor, my friend. I have put together, because I know that this is a lot of information just for this section about remote work agreements, I put together a remote work agreement template that you can download and customize for your own company. Just go to agentsgrowthacademy.com forward slash remote agreement. You are welcome, my friend. Step three, create systems of accountability. Now, I talk about this a lot in other videos, but roles and responsibilities are key. And I'm not just talking about for your remote employees. I'm talking about for everyone. You've got to have basically what amounts to a job description put into a formalized roles and responsibilities document for that position so that everybody at one point in time, knows what the roles and responsibilities are to execute effectively that position. And everyone agrees that those are the roles and responsibilities. And that's important because once everyone agrees, you turn agreements into expectations. Actually, no, you turn expectations into agreements. And that is key because Once you've got that agreement that they've signed that says, this is my role and responsibility, you can hold them accountable for it, which is the next part of this, which is putting those roles and responsibilities into something we call an accountability chart. It's similar to an organizational chart, but it doesn't focus as much on the organization of the company as it does the roles and responsibilities and who is accountable to whom in that chart. So you put the roles and responsibilities in the boxes as you see fit for your company's organization. Then you fill in the titles. Then you fill in the people's names and the faces. And then once you've got this, then you can start having a regular pace of reviewing measurables associated with the roles and responsibilities. You can then have regular pace of employee feedback loops or what most people call reviews. The reason I call it a feedback loop is because in our organization, and I would encourage you to consider this if you're not already doing it this way, we have the manager reviewing the employee, right? That's obvious. We also have the employee, they have an opportunity to give feedback to the manager about how the manager is doing in 10 different categories. Why? Because managers are human beings too and they want to know just as much as any other employee what's working and what they can improve so that they can be the best darn manager that they can be for your company. Mind-blowing, I know, but consider it. All right, step number four, define, communicate, and enforce rules for an undistracted and healthy work environment. I'm getting ready to say some words that you're gonna wanna get a pen ready or get your fingers ready to type. This is critical when it comes to setting expectations on both sides about what constitutes an appropriate remote work environment. They need to have, get ready, a dedicated workspace which allows them to work undistracted for the whole workday, including being on camera like on Zoom calls and in meetings or on phone calls. Now, why might this be important to define that? Because it's going to address the TV in the background, the kids running around like crazy causing chaos, dogs incessantly barking or like my dog does snoring and the nosy spouse who might be walking around throughout a zoom call in the background. That's distracting for everyone else. Who's on the call, right? You've got to clearly define what constitutes an appropriate remote work environment. And this starts with the interview process. They need to turn their camera on for a zoom call. If they're doing an interview with you, and you can ask them about their remote environment, their remote setup. You cannot ask them. Do you have kids? Uh, are you married? Are you gonna have somebody else? That you, you can't ask those things. Big time no nos. And then encourage, and then hold them accountable for taking mental breaks. Now, I know I've just talked about like defining the cave in which they're working, but all joking aside. You do need to encourage them to get out of that environment every once in a while. Go take a walk outside, grab a cup of coffee, take your dog for a walk, do some short exercises. But it's up to you as their manager to hold them accountable for that. Because after all, you do love your employees, right? All right, step number five decide how you're going to help remote agents feel like they belong. Oh, isn't that sweet? Before you tune out and think Jim's gone all touchy feely on me, this is actually important. If you have not done remote in your agency yet, or you haven't done it since the pandemic, it is a real thing. Now I have put together a video recently on YouTube called how to help remote insurance agents Feel like they belong. You're welcome. Number one in this is going to be having a regular pace of meetings, like I talked about before, but with their peers. Yeah, they're going to get plenty of interaction with you as their manager, okay? And you're going to call them and you're going to email them and you're going to instant message them. But they've got to also have a regular pace of meetings that involves their peers. Now that could involve you, but it could also not involve you. I would also encourage you to reach out to them on an individual and regular basis because just having an out of the blue kind of conversation versus a regularly scheduled meeting is equally as important just to let them know that you care. Checking in just to say, hey, how's it going? Happy Monday. Thinking about what you told me you were doing over the weekend. How did that turn out? how's the basketball game, how's the opera, whatever it is. Not only that, I would ask their peers to do the same because it can't always come from you. They need to feel that sense of community from their peers. With that said, I would also involve them in company-wide activities and meetings, okay, that don't just involve you as a manager or just their peers. So this is gonna be things like employee celebrations, sales meetings, Maybe you have a speaker series, carrier meetings. Now, this is one that's kind of like blowing people's minds right now is that carriers are actually starting to come back into our offices. But don't forget about the remote employees. Have a camera set up in the conference room where you're meeting so that the remote employees could also be involved in that and feel like they're not always just talking to managers, peers, and employees. They're getting a wider exposure to all of the people that you interact with as a company as a whole. Also, I would send them something every once in a while so that they know that you care about them. We use mountainmallow.com to send hot chocolate. We also use spoonfulofcomfort.com to send some Really delicious soup you can steal that straight from me won't hurt my feelings at all finally on this I would ask them what they need to feel like they are part of the pack you would be surprised what they say is important to them and it probably maybe not what you think it is all right what's next for you my friend first of all watch that video how to help remote insurance agents feel like they belong And then watch the playlist we have titled remote work. Pretty simple, we're adding videos to it all the time and there's some great content if you're really serious about opening your agency up further for remote work. And finally, download that remote work agreement template at agentsgrowthacademy.com forward slash remote agreement. You're welcome. And if you enjoyed this video, I hope that you would like it, share it with people that you think could use it themselves And give me some feedback in the comments. Until next time, grow big or go home. If you like this or any other episodes of Agents Growth Academy podcast, make sure you rate it. And if you want to take ownership over your own growth, come join us for free over at agentsgrowthacademy.com.